This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is... Um, Arthi, how are you today? Uh, I, I am a little bit all over the place today. To oh my honest. God, perfect. To be honest, it's all over the place. And that I think that's how the podcast is going to be t- this week. It's going to yeah, be that's fine. all over the place. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. It's two weeks to election. There's oh. a lot of anxiety. There's mm-hmm. lots of ups and downs. Mm-hmm. I watch Obama um, ask for money for Joe Biden. And um, and I miss him. And then, then I watch uh, you know Trump go out on the tarmac and um, start talking about how Joe Biden is a criminal. Yeah, <laughs> and just go off and go bonkers. Apparently, yeah. he walked off uh, uh, um, an interview with Leslie Stahl. Yeah, I saw clips from it, like or not clips, like. Trump weirdly posted this like these like series of pictures from the interview he stormed off. It's a 60 minutes interview and it's uh, Kaylee McEnana, whatever her last name is. I don't know. Kaylee McEnany. I know I'm yeah, being whatever. such a dick. I'm like I have a complicated name and I can't well, say this. I, I just call, she's what COVID number four or five? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's uh she's you know she's uh, a head of communications. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's this there's this like picture that Trump posted of like presenting her with this big ass like leather bound book of things that Trump has done and it's like really heavy and you could tell that she holds it and she kind of struggles with holding the book because it's like this big heavy book and then you there's a picture of her opening it it's it's like blank pages oh my god really yeah Yeah. I mean I don't know if the whole thing is blank pages but (laughs) the the picture that's there it's like blank pages that's going to be meme meme ready right oh, it's there. already it's me me minute up right now and it just reminds yeah. me of like i used to work for this this company and and my boss whenever we ha- were having a meeting with a client and we knew that the client was like debating getting rid of us he would make us print out all of the things that we've ever done for the client but make like fifty thousand copies of it and then right. just like bind it and paper clip it all together and yeah. put it on the conference room table to make it look like we were super productive because he just <laughs> wanted to cover his ass like that's exactly Exactly what that reminded me you of. Work for, you worked for the consulting industry, didn't you? I did. <laughs> you know, that's what they do: building hours and then yeah. big, big bull. You know, binders. yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at what we did for you. We didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. binders full okay. of women. <laughs> that's what it is. Yes. Binders full of women there. <laughs> yes, exactly. But, but Trump gave his version of binders full of nothing, basically. Right. Um. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about reality TV news. We're going to talk a bunch about real life news. We already started talking about real life news. And then we're going to talk about Real Housewives of Potomac. But I also want to bring up that um, 
OC is back and we're not going to talk about it because we're, nope. we don't watch it. We don't no. care about it. We're not going to watch it. And Richie D has a campaign to get a Kelly Dodd fired. Have you seen Yes, exactly. So if you're not following Richie D on at Caduce, you should do that. And if you don't know how to spell Caduce, then what are you doing even listening to a reality TV podcast? Right. It's K-A-D-O-O-Z-E. At Caduce. Okay. Um, And we're not going to talk about Southern Charm because we're not watching it. Um. But real quick to talk about reality TV first, um, Erica Jean, Erica Jane, Erica Girardi. What do we, Erica JG, JG, yeah, Erica JG Wentworth. She <laughs> is, she, <laughs> she was terrible to a person on social media. Uh, if you didn't hear about it yet, I don't know what you're doing, but it just cracked me up because it was like. Erica was terrible to somebody. She was like a total bitch. And I was like, I, this isn't surprising to me. This is, this goes in the same bucket as seeing actual footage of Michael Darby grabbing someone's ass. Right. She was always a bitch. Yeah. Like Erica's a bitch and Michael Darby likes to touch people's butts unsolicited. Like these are just things that happen. Facts of life. Facts of life. Um, (laughs) Did you, did you watch the Below Deck reunion? No, I heard that it was it was horrible and I'm glad I did not. I did watch it. Now, I didn't watch the actual like a majority of the actual season, but I did watch the reunion just because I was bored. Um, And the long and short of it for me is that Captain Sandy and Malia can just get on a yacht and charter it straight to hell. (laughs) They can go down to maritime law in hell. Yes, exactly. And then Real Housewives of Salt Lake City starts on November 11th. So. And we might have a special guest to discuss mm -hmm, that, right? mm -hmm. Yep. So we are hopefully going to have a couple of different special guests. And (laughs) we. A lot of us. (laughs) I'm so giddy because like, why why would anybody want to be our guest? Uh, I know. But we're we're gonna definitely be recapping Salt Lake City because you know what you got a show with Mormons and Muslims yeah and somebody who may have committed incest I mean I'm in so we're gonna yeah. talk about that in Potomac there's there's a lot happening there there's a lot that's going to be problematic in that show I cannot wait I can't I wait. wait I can't I wait can't wait to love all that problem okay real life news it was a week for white men to do things with their dicks and end up in yep. the news. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeffrey Tubin played with this tube on the tube. It was in the middle of a whole conference with like multiple it was like 20 people or so. Yeah. On the call. So he what what so what I read of what happened, but what I couldn't quite understand. I think he he had a different screen that had porn on. Yeah, and like jerking off to that, and then he closed the wrong screen, mm-hmm. and as he closed, he flashed the whole world or something mm-hmm. of that sort. But who does that? Now I'm going to be on a Zoom call with my coworkers, <laughs> and it's going to be so uncomfortable. Like every time I get on a Zoom call, I'm going to be uncomfortable. As we, show me your hands. Yeah, show me your hands and show me your crotch. Everybody, put their dicks yes. away. It's time for put work. Hands up. Like. It's wild. But I'm also surprised it, like, took this long for us to even talk about somebody showing their dick on Zoom at work. Because, like, I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner. Yeah, but I think it's also the 
it's also who it happened to. Like, yeah, Jesse yeah, Rubin. Like, I haven't mentioned his name ever in my life. I would never have thought that I would talk about that man. I know. Like, yeah. that's how he's going to be remembered. Not for all of his boring political punditry that I don't remember either. But yeah. this, I'm going to remember. So, yeah. that's sad. <laughs> that's sad. Yeah. And then Giuliani got to catch a predator by Borat. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> by Borat, of all people. Um, apparently in the Borat 2 yeah. movie, there's some footage of Rudy Giuliani literally like getting into a Chris Hansen level trap with. Right. And I heard that it's worse than what people think. It's like he didn't just put his hand into his pants. It was like it's apparently a lot worse according yeah. to people who have seen yeah. the whole thing. So. But I mean, like you so Rudy didn't know he was like any other old man did not know who Sasha Baron Cohen was or who Borat was and clearly hadn't seen that movie before. Giuliani was looking at the Borat and thinking, oh, he saw he looks like he would be a, you know, Russian, Ukrainian, whatever. I'm yeah, sure he has he's some a friend. friend. Yeah, he's a friend. He's a homie. Yeah. <laughs> And then he got catch a predator. <laughs> he got Chris Hansen by Borat. Nope, that's pretty much what happened. Yeah. <laughs> On a different note, Arthi, you wanted to talk about metastatic so, breast cancer. Yes, this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, obviously. And so we'll take a little bit of a serious detour and talk about metastatic breast cancer. And that is something that I'm passionate about. I've had a lot of friends and family members die of breast cancer. And if they died of breast cancer, they died of metastatic breast cancer. And by metastatic, it's when cancer spreads, like, you know, Rush Limbaugh's cancer. Essentially, it spreads to other organs. And if you are going to be donating dollars this month, if you're going to do anything pink, um, make sure you, uh, you know, verify the organization, make sure that uh, how much of your dollar is actually going towards patients and towards organizations that talk about metastatic breast cancer because you cannot die of breast cancer. You don't die of cancer in the breast. You die of cancer that spreads. Yeah. Nobody knows how breast cancer occurs. So, you, you know, you cannot prevent breast cancer. So if someone's taking money from you talking about prevention, that doesn't work. Nobody knows how breast cancer occurs. Um, except for like 3% of breast cancer patients who have BRCA genes. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that will kill you is when that cancer spreads and it gets the least amount of research dollars. So if you are thinking about looking for a good organization to donate money to where um, almost 100% of your dollars go towards the research programs and research grants, um, take, a, take a look at metavivor.org. Yeah, we're going to post a bunch of yeah, these links on, um, I think I'll do it on our Instagram, also our Twitter. I mean, we don't really have a lot of followers, but yeah, it's fine. But we'll whoever, put it up there and whoever gets to see it gets to see it. And if you see it, um, please pass it around. Right. It's it's spelled M-E-T-A-V-I-V-O-R dot org. Yeah. And, uh, you know, give whatever you can yep. towards the research um, grant. Okay. Thank you. You're, he thinks, Arthi. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk about Real Housewives of Potomac, and um, that was the episode from Sunday. 
And one of the things that we got to see on the episode was obviously Wendy's beautiful Nigerian culture. So I want to make sure that if we're going to seek entertainment from Nigerian culture, that we also aren't ignoring other issues that come are coming, especially out of Nigeria today, right now. Um, it Why? would just feel negligent of us to do that. So we are a podcast, obviously, that believes that Black Lives Matter. And we believe that Black Lives Matter everywhere. And we believe that police brutality should be tackled and addressed in all places. So currently, Nigeria is going through quite a... Um, it's horrible. Yeah, it's, it's a horrible situation that's going on in Nigeria. Um, you know, the way that we all kind of felt seeing those videos of George Floyd, if you look up some of the stuff that's going on in Nigeria, it just it feels wrong to not talk about it. So... I'm going to talk about it as somebody who is just just learning about it. I'm sorry if I get a lot of things wrong. I'm going to post some stuff on our Instagram um, of where you can get better information and hopefully I don't fuck it up. But there is a movement going on in Nigeria right now called NSARS. And SARS mm -hmm. stands for Special Anti-Robbery Squad. And it was basically a task force that was created in the 90s. Like a lot of little task forces that form of this nature. It has been abusing its power. They have been using violence, torture, and extortion against civilians. And they do it as a means to, you know, quote unquote, protect. But they're specifically targeting young men and women. And the people of Nigeria have been protesting this since 2017. But in the last two weeks or so, the protests have started again. And just yesterday, I think we record on Wednesdays, yeah, by the way. Horrible, yeah. So just earlier this week, the protesters um, have been met with violence by police. They opened life bullets onto protesters. They just basically shot at them, and they were all sitting down singing. Yeah. The protesters were nonviolent, and they were just sitting there singing the national anthem and yeah. holding the flag, and the police just shot multiple yeah. rounds of fire. And, you know, it, oh, the the imagery and the stuff that's coming out of there is heartbreaking. You know, when I see images like that, um, it kind of, it reminds me a lot of the things that my mom and dad have told me about what it's like, you know, mm -hmm. back in Pakistan yeah. and right. the way that police can't be trusted and government can't be trusted. And it's a lot of the things that the reasons why our families chose to come here right. or my family chose to come to America, you know, you have this sort of sense of protection from police and from government. And that's also why now a lot of brown people who have been a protected under this model minority myth are starting to realize how black people in America are treated and are realizing that the protections that were given to us as South Asians are not necessarily the same protections that are offered to the rest of this country and to the rest of the people in this country. Right. right. We've seen this kind of imagery in like Egypt. We've seen it in Pakistan. We've seen it in India. Yes. It, it is just, it, it, um, we have seen it growing up and we came here and we thought this is a better place. And for the most part, I wouldn't speak for myself, but I know that a lot of my Indian uh, neighbors and friends, uh, you know, they have sort of lived a sort of a life in a bubble as a, as you call model um, immigrant, right? Yeah. It, it, there's many, many reasons for why 
we have been apathetic about uh, a lot of stuff that has happened around us, but um, definitely the Black Lives Movement has put it front and center for us. Uh, and it has reminded us of what we left behind and what we had to go through and what we have overcome while coming here. And uh, it's certainly something that we are sensitive to. So, so watching all of this and especially the news from um, Nigeria just yesterday and today, it, it's been, um, if you do go to Twitter and you look up, um, uh, you know, hashtag uh, NSARS, um, you're going to see some very disturbing images. And that's, uh, that's, and that's actually, in some ways, it's the power of the Black Lives Movement that has now spread across the world. So, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people look at things like global protests, and they're like, they don't, that doesn't mean anything to them, because I'm, to them, it feels like, oh, what do you know about anything that's going on in my country, you know, but right. I think that when you're in the depths of despair and hopelessness and sadness, and you see people who don't live your life stand up with you and fight with you and fight for you and contribute to your cause, I mean, that can move people unlike yeah. anything else. Yeah. I I know that we've been in, um, you know, four years of a real shit show, but I was legitimately, and I'm not comparing the two things because we've had it a lot better than yeah. what's going on right now in Nigeria. Right. But yeah. when Trump won in 2016, mm -hmm. I was legitimately depressed. Oh, and, yeah, me too. And then even though I – so I was very pregnant um, when the Women's March happened, so I didn't get to go anywhere. But um, I remember seeing those videos. You know, I remember seeing the pictures, and I, I don't know what it was. It was like even though there's a lot wrong with <laughs> – the women's march that I don't have time right now in this podcast to yeah, go through. A whole other but discussion. It's a whole other thing. But just seeing that, right? It unites people. That's why people go to protests because it's really nice to wake up and look outside and see that the world, you're not alone in feeling the way that you're feeling. Um, so yeah. I will put some stuff up again on our Instagram and our Twitter page of how to get involved. I have like a I'm still new to this stuff. Yeah. So I've got like a link tree and I'm going to post some stuff on there of uh, where to get access to all the things and where you can donate to and stuff like that. So, right. And, and even if you're not donating or anything of that sort, it's just to get, you know, have that awareness. Yes. And Learn. be aware of what is happening outside of our bubble here and our yep. own despair and our own, um, you know, misery here. There's a lot of miserable people outside and there's yeah. a lot happening outside that would, you know, that in turn would affect um, us and we in turn are affecting them because we are, there's a lack of world leadership right now. And that is also evident here because if this had happened in a different administration, I'm sure we would have had a statement out. We would have said something. We would have, done yeah. something of so but our state department is pretty much dead yep so how do we <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know so how do we uh, you know what guys so it, it's it's been, yeah. election time is yeah. two weeks away if you're not registered to vote at this point i think that ship has sailed for yeah. you yeah and if you are registered to vote and you have a plan to vote please go and do that if you right. can vote early that would be great if you want to vote by mail or with um a mail-in ballot 
please do that. I did that last week. My right. home, my my home has voted. I obviously, Arthi, I don't know if you know, but I obviously voted third party. <gasps> you did? Did you oh, vote? Did you vote for Ronald Reagan like my um, <laughs> governor did? Oh my God, Hogan! What are you doing? I know. I know. I know. Rough stuff. No, I voted for Joe Biden and I voted for the legalization of marijuana in my state because enough is enough. Enough is enough. Yeah. I didn't know it wasn't legal. I thought it was Mm -hmm. already. Oh, yeah. You're in New Jersey. I forgot. Yeah. It is in D.C. Is it in Maryland, too? Yeah, It's in D.C., but not in Maryland. Maryland, it's like medical, but yeah, yeah. Prescription and all that. But yeah. Yeah. New Jersey is medical. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So even though it feels hopeless right now, it's, I'm like, even though it doesn't feel hopeless right now, it's not going to be more hopeless than, uh, shift to the happy portion of our podcast. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. No, I was just going to say, even though it feels hopeless right now, don't worry, because it'll just feel more hopeless after Trump wins. Shut up. Shut up. No, I'm not going to give it any energy. I'm just kidding. What I'm going to talk about is the fact that our um, podcast daddies. Pod daddies. Pod daddies gave us a shout out. And so we are. So our pod daddies are um, Ben Mandelker and Ronnie Karam of the Watch What Crappens podcast and they gave us a shout out this week and we are so 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 thrilled to have that we are so happy all of my life's choices have been validated they said we were good and that's all that matters <laughs> our pod daddy said we are good so, so that- all is well in the world yeah and so now we can talk about potomac yes exactly so <clears throat> this week's potomac um wendy and her husband hosted a sip and see for their daughter and they also extended an invitation to eddie's estranged parents we learned a little bit about that Mm -hmm. ashley and michael went to counseling oh my god that's so funny (laughs) karen and uh, ray have it out yep and candace as usual (laughs) makes it very hard to be like Candace makes it really tough for us to be on our side. She just continues yeah, to act a damn fool. Do you want to start with Candace? No, we can start with um I want to start with Ashley and Michael. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Michael Michael is giddy about this. Michael is came skipping and jumping into that room. Did you notice that? He was like, Yeah, it was yes, really weird. You're therapy. Yeah. Like, you realize you realize that's the therapist, not the person you're having a threesome with. Oh my god. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. We learned this like weird Michael Darby origin story that it still is not quite adding up for me. No, um, I was I was drinking when I first watched it and I was like, how much did I drink? I don't understand <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> so confusing. Yeah, I I rewound so it like three times. Like, so he bl- basically blamed his dad for his affinity to grab butts and was- to sleep around. It was so <laughs> dumb. It was really weird. Okay, so here's the thing. I love yeah. therapy and I go to therapy. So I'm going right. to try to psychoanalyze him myself as a completely okay. unlicensed, unlicensed, unqualified, non-professional. I'm basically okay. like Matt right now. I'm the Matt of psychology right now. Oh my god, we have to have Matt over. This is the second <laughs> time we are mentioning Matt. <laughs> he's like this. He's like the silent other host of our podcast. Okay, <laughs> he's he's the mime of our podcast. Oh my god, he is. He's oh, the Potomac mime. He is. Yeah. He is. <laughs> okay. 
So in therapy, we learned that Michael's dad gave him a lot of attention, but then he was also abusive. So that's why he says that he cheats. Now, while I think that that this is completely insane and nonsensical, I think what is happening here is that Michael is saying that he's afraid that Ashley is going to do the 180 to him that his father did. So instead, he's just getting ahead of the heartbreak by self-sabotaging the relationship. So he's doing the 180 on her before she does it to him. Correct. Yeah. That's not what came across. From yeah, yeah. No, totally. It was completely insane. Yeah. I watched it so many times and I was like, Michael, come on. Like, I don't think a normal per- like I don't think anybody would be able to pull that out. And again, completely unlicensed, unqualified person who no, just had, had a lot of therapy that- in their life yeah, is just so I, saying this. Yeah. So I completely disagree. I think it wasn't that <laughs> deep. Okay. It wasn't as deep as his pimple. <laughs> It was much, much to the surface because he, all he kept saying was, you change, right? You change when yeah. you had the beauty. You change, you change. And then he says, if I if I feel that I'm not getting the attention that I was getting from this person that was loving me, and then I go withdraw into my um, little bubble, and then um, I do stuff that I to make myself happy. So she had a baby, Michael, yeah. and that made you unhappy that you withdrew into your shell no you didn't withdraw into your shell you went out yeah, that's no. not what it was that that was complete bullshit and no, he I, kept saying oh it's about the baby you you changed you changed so he was trying to make it about her he was gaslighting her his, yeah yeah and then his pathetic sorry that was so horrible <laughs> sorry babe like, sorry babe <laughs> sorry babe it was so horrible we can't do more Yeah. No, I mean, I think Michael is a totally disgusting human being, but I think that this is very typical of like wealthy, privileged male who likely has had access to all the things that he's ever wanted without question. And I don't think that Michael has ever, I don't think Michael ever wanted to settle down into like a normal monogamous relationship with Ashley. Yeah. So, so that's where I think the whole issue is that he kept, he agreed for Ashley to have a baby because he thought he would lose her. And so he said yes, but he doesn't want the baby. He yeah, I don't think he ever like, wanted a baby. What? Yeah, and now he's stuck in this relation, and he's going he's going nuts mm-hmm. because he's not able to have his fun that he wanted to have. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then the other thing was that, but but on the flip side, you had the baby, you agreed, and you had the baby, so just shut up and put up with it now, like yeah. everybody else. Does. And then. He says, oh, and she says, how will I know? So this can happen again. She's like, I'll try not. And she says, how will I know? And he says, when I feel it happening, I'll let you know. I'm like, what are you, the Hulk? You're the Hulk? You're going to change? What is going to happen? What do you mean? He's like, when I look at a stranger and I want to fuck them, I'll let you know. Yeah, when I feel it welling up and I turn green, I'll let you know. (laughs) Yeah. Basically what he's saying is like next time I'm out and I'm horny, I'm going to let you know that I'm about to go and cheat on you so that you can come and have sex with me instead. I mean, he's so gross. He's so gross. I'm sorry for trying to like make him look like a tortured child to try to like see if there's there's sympathy, but it turns out he's a complete piece of shit. (laughs) That's basically it. That's literally it. And there's no explanation of all of this. 
And Ashley, let's just be real. You are hanging in there with the second baby and all of that because you have your eyes on the paycheck. And that's yeah, fine. That's fine. Just, Girl, get I your mean, money. I think, I, I think her mom knows that. I think Uncle Lump knows that. Yeah. So Ashley visits <laughs> Uncle Lump and her mom like inexplicably shows up like a pirate. And we just don't talk about it. It just like happens. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So she just comes up with a, <laughs> like a pirate she, and Ashley wants to look underneath it. And she's like, no. I don't it. want you touching my eye. And that was it. It's so funny to me because like, you know, this is why I feel like Potomac is so good. Like there's just so much stuff happening every single like, – we're, we're what, 12 episodes or something in? And right. here's all the stuff that we've gotten already on this – just this season alone, okay? We got Robin's tax problems. We got Giselle's weird-ass relationship with Jamal. We got, you know, turbulent times with the Hugers. We yep. got – obviously Candace and Monique's fight Monique's own shitty relationship and then you have Ashley and Michael going oh my god is it there's so I mean, much like, happening like and one right. season that would be like that one just Ashley's mom with the eye patch would have been the whole of Beverly Hills season yeah it would be a yeah. nothing it would be a nothing just yeah. like that season. it'd be like is your mom doing coke underneath her eye patch <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it and then also like they just have this like very casual conversation. Oh yeah. And he's like, Yeah, he hasn't been able to get into the cooch and that's why Yeah, she's like, The baby just came out of your coochie. I'm like, does Uncle Lump need to know that? What is this? Like I think like <laughs> it, I think what it is is obviously Michael's used to getting whatever he wants. Michael was actually in like a 20-year relationship before. He was married for 20 years before he divorced his wife and then got into, yeah. got together with Ashley. And he and Ashley met at like and a bar. Has, she worked for him. Yeah. yeah, and he has like grown-ass kids. He's got grown-ass kids that are Ashley's age. And so right. I don't think that Michael was looking to settle down into a monogamous relationship. And I don't think that he was looking to like, ask permission to fuck other people like i think that right. he just assumed it was fine because like ashley's right. ashley's coochie wasn't available so right. he just went and found another one right the darby <laughs> look at them look at the darby's putting in so much work i know i know it was and just oh like the oh the other thing th that like this season we're learning that ashley and michael have this like setup and it's just like kind of glazed over they're just like yeah our relationship is unconventional yeah it's like what okay but that was never the problem it's not about the unconventional setup ashley it's the fact that he did something without your knowledge and that in whatever uh you know understanding you have is was a no-no for you yeah it's basically cheating it doesn't matter how he cheated and what relationship what rules you have about cheating it's he broke a rule and you are admitting it and but you are then letting him slide but like also the fact that we learned that ashley like very casually was like yeah sometimes we have threesomes and like yeah on the same episode that like monique and candace got into a fight so like it just kind of got glazed over it just is it just this is such a content rich Franchise. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Denise Richards and um, <laughs> what's her uh, what's Brandy. Her name? Brandy. Oh my God, I would say Bradley. <laughs> Brandy's Brandy's saga keeps on going and going, and there was a nothing. Yeah. Oh my God. Yep. This is the best. This is the best friend. Love the Darbies. Um, yeah. Yep. Next, we move on to our our actual favorite couple on the show, which is Karen and Ray. 
They talk yeah. about their marriage. So first of all, Ray open we open up with Ray just like putting out Halloween decorations. Just like casually. Yeah. Just like putting yeah. out Halloween decorations. I was like, this is this is as random as like no no from Rahasas in New Jersey <laughs> boiling an entire fucking wants- octopus at like ten like seven yes. in the morning. Right. So that's what Ray wants to be. He wants to be the no-no character. Yeah. He wants to be the grandfather. He doesn't want to be the house husband, housewife husband. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He doesn't want that role. He wants to be the, have the grandfather role asking for Ashley's um, baby. It's like, where's baby Dean? That's what he wants to Yeah. Do. Yeah. So Karen, we learn, you know, Karen is talking to Ray and she tells him that like Ray's concern is that Karen is looking for fame and fortune. They go for a high cardio walk down there. Yeah, they do. So cute. So they, yeah. so Karen, but Karen tells Ray, you know, she's always going to be caring to him, even if she is somebody else to other people. Like she's always right. going to be his wife, even if she is Karen Huger Ladam in yeah. Tyson's corner or whatever. I think she was in that that whole conversation. I was pretty proud of Karen. Me too. I love Karen. Yeah, the I way she Karen was approaching so it so calmly, and she was explaining it to him, and she was not being hysterical, and she was just talking to him. I was like, I am learning something from yes. her. I need to my relationships like this. But then Ray's response was still, but I still need you to be. He just wasn't getting it. Yeah, he I think Ray. I think Ray is like I mentioned this last week. I think Ray is having a private experience. I think yeah. Ray is thinking about only Ray. And I think yeah. Ray thinks that this is a much bigger deal than it is. And like I again, I find this whole dynamic so interesting because you do see a lot of marriages fall apart in the Bravo right. world when women join the show, but it's never quite like shown the way that this is being shown. Like I don't know if Ray and and Karen are going to break up. I hope they're not. But yeah, this, I just ahead. think that this, the, how they've shown the, the dynamic shifts causing a rift in the marriage, I think that it's really, it's really good TV. And right. I think that if anything, we need to get Monique's pastor over to the Huger residence uh, to sort for sure. Out. Yeah. That's yeah, all they need. Sure. Yeah. And I think uh, I think this is Ray and Karen's how they are approaching their marriage is very similar to this is more of the married to medicine kind of yes. approach. Yes. Where they they are not talking about, hey, this is bad. I'm going to divorce you, blah, blah, blah. It's not the OC kind of, you know, Tamara and Simon um, kind of fight in the car and all that stuff. This is very, hey, we want to work on this. Let's work on this. It's yeah. even better than Nini and Greg's stuff, right? So th- that was kind of a little bit fake too. So this is this feels real. Like they're really struggling there. Yeah, for sure. I love yeah. it. Love that. So we go on to uh, Robin. Robin's got a hat line. Let me tell you something. Okay. Apparently mm-hmm. Robin's made, first of all, no, more importantly, there's like an interstitial. And Robin is dancing on the court and rejoicing. And then she sees Juan walk up in a suit. And I was like, how did Robin mirror exactly what my heart did when I saw Juan walk up on the court in a suit? (sighs) He looks so good. And then he gave a smile. He just walked over. He sauntered. And then he just looked up and he gave this cute smile. I was like, oh. Yes. So So Robin has a clothing line or an apparel line. 
And um, mm-hmm. I did go on the website to check out what it is because apparently she's made $10,000 off of it in a month. She, I hope she remembers to claim that shit. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. But so is the, so she was telling her sons that she had, she had sold 14 uh, hats, 14 caps. And then she said she made $10,000. <laughs> like, what is for no, cap? No, wait, she said that. The no, math is wrong. I think I, no, I know it's. Oh my god! Long, I hope so she. There's... I really hope she's still not doing her own taxes because that's real bad. Uh, no, I think what she meant was at that particular sale. order she yeah. was doing fourteen sale, but she had already made fourteen. Uh, you know, ten thousand dollars. Yeah. So I went... each hat is like thirty bucks. Yeah. Well, I went on the website to check it out. Yeah. And I gotta say, yeah. the satin lined caps are like kind of cute. Like I might buy them. Yeah. yeah, some of them are, and then they are uh, they are satin lined, so they don't. No, they don't mess up your hair. Yeah, which is amazing. So, and then she has t-shirts that you can 100% make yourself or buy on Amazon. But like what I gathered from looking at her website was that Robin last year got like a cricket machine. And so she's like every PTA mom in suburbia. So she has two uh, t-shirts. One t-shirt says classy with the side of who? Oh, side of hood. Oh, classy with the side of hood. And I thought it was side of hoop, as in basketball hoop. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so cl- classy with the side of hood. And then it says, please don't try me today, T. And that one literally says, please don't try me today. It was almost like, and she's standing there almost like begging us not to try it. <laughs> yeah. And then she also That's- has, she has a lip collection. So I was like, oh, yes. who the beauty who? Kylie Jenner yeah. who? And then I just I like got flashbacks to like Bethany Frankel selling lunch meat. And I was like, oh, yeah. Robin. Yeah. Please remember to take a step back before you get into lunch meat territory. We don't want that. I know. I know. Also, by the way, um, sidebar, Lisa Rinna mm-hmm. has been sucking on that social media teat because she's got a new makeup line. What? Yeah, Lisa Rinna. I'm just like, Ugh. I don't know. I can't remember who she wants to be. And I don't think she yeah. knows who she wants to be. She wants to be Yolanda or Chris Jenner. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I, don't know. I, think, I think she's Chris Jenner. She's trying to be Chris Jenner for sure. Yeah. Who I, cares about Beverly Hills? I hate that. <laughs> all right. All right. Sorry for bringing it up. No, that's okay. Okay. It's it's just so boring. I know. I don't even want to talk about it. That's <laughs> It just funny. makes you so angry. I love it. Right. No, it's not even angry. It's like, oh, blah, what? I think okay. they're filming again because PK has been like posting all this shade on his Instagram of being like irritated that there's like film crew in her. That's in just house. diabetes. <laughs> that is just diabetes. That's just, he's just annoyed by that. You know, people with diabetes are um, irritable. Are they? Very irritable. And that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Having your sugar levels fluctuate can be very irritating. <laughs> That's why you get hangry and you get, you know, crazy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of PK, sorry, my brain, I'm like squirrel braining. I saw a clip on Twitter and apparently PK was in the opening shot of the movie Titanic. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. What are you talking about? I'm going to send it. I'll post it on our Twitter page. But he was in the scene where Leonardo is. What is he? He's playing. Is that how it opens up? I thought it opens up with like. Doesn't it open? Oh, no, no, no. no. It opens up with the guys looking for the. the, Yeah. It first opens up with the, the guys finding the diamond. 
or finding the box. Oh yeah, no, no, not that. I, I, it opens. He's not in the opening, opening, but basically the scene where you see the people standing outside, like looking at the Titanic in awe the day that it's like gonna sail. (gasps) Yeah, there's like a scene where like some guy is holding his son and he looks up at the boat and he says something. That's PK. That's PK. <gasps> yeah, it's PK. How many times have I watched Titanic and I've never noticed it? Well, why would you? Oh why would you notice that? <laughs> you know what? The internet is now wild, the internet is a wild place at like 2 a.m. when you can't sleep mm-hmm. and you like steal the stuff. <laughs> okay. That is all right. Hilarious. So we move on to the Nigerian sip and see. Um, first mm, of all, yeah. Nigerian culture seems <laughs> cool as hell. And like, yeah, I don't. Okay, so I was I've always seen people do sip and sees, right? Like I see it on these shows. And I've never been invited to like an actual like American sip and see. But whenever yeah. I've seen it on TV, I'm like, this seems really intense. But then I was watching yeah. the Nigerian sip and see and I realized that actually, like Muslims, like Pakistanis, we definitely have a version of that. Yeah, it's it's also comes from uh, so historically because um you know mortality rates were pretty high in our you know back in Africa and India during the last century or so so historically for centuries now people do haven't you know I don't know if you have it in Pakistan but we don't historically we wouldn't name the child until the child is about three months old uh, oh they wouldn't give them an official name because. They didn't know if the child would survive. So they would not do anything to sort of get the evil eye and get people, you know, they would not try to celebrate the child until they felt the child was safer. We don't have baby showers before you actually, I mean, I had one, but you don't really, you don't really have baby showers until the baby has arrived and is on earth. Right. And you don't, and in, in our culture, they don't even put like new clothes on the baby. When the baby is first born, you use old clothes, like people's other people's clothes like your other siblings or hair up your sari or something and use that to swaddle the baby or something you don't put brand new clothes on the baby part and that again is has a scientific basis to it because they want the baby's uh, immunity to kickstart get a kickstart so they don't want to put they don't want to keep the baby very sterile they start introducing the environment to the baby in that kind of way to try and get the baby more um, immunity. That gives me anxiety. I know. <laughs> but that's that's why they do certain things. Yeah, well, like do. for us, for Pakistanis, like, like you give the baby honey. You, yeah. You give babies honey or you give them a piece of ladu. Yeah. And you're like, here they're like, don't give baby honey. Yeah, like, yeah I told my parents yeah, that. Give honey all the yeah, time. Yeah, I told my parents <laughs> that. They were like, oh, we need to give them the baby zamzam, which is like Muslim, like holy water. They're like, we need to give yeah. the baby zamzam and honey. And I was like, no, <laughs> get away from my kid. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Nigerian culture looks very similar to ours. And we will talk a lot about it in one of our following episode yes. we'll do a deep dive we're gonna into deep it, dive into nigerian culture and wendy osefo um in a couple mm-hmm. of episodes one of the other things that i thought was really cool that like mirrored a lot of what we do is that you know she talks about like bringing up women that she wants her child to be like um and so for us we have a thing where like if when your baby's born, you recite the call to prayer, like the muslim call to prayer in the mm-hmm. baby's ear and you pick a person mm-hmm. who you want the child to be like I was like, oh, look at that. Yep. We all got it. We all got something. 
Yeah, it's the same as people here or Christians doing Godfather, Godmother. Yeah. We have something similar to that. So for us, the baby's name, the person that we want, um, we want the baby to be more like. we. That is the person that will whisper the baby's name for the first time in the baby's ear. Yeah. And it's it's so many different things that are very similar. Yeah. Right? So I love it's culturally so it's all so beautiful. Yes. And I thought it was really nice to like see more of Wendy's family and culture. Like I think that for the most part, right. even even if you look at Atlanta, right, even though you have obviously right. black women in Atlanta. Um, but for the most part, I feel like the housewives shows don't really show a ton of culture even from like the jewish housewives there's not like a ton of it there's not a lot of like mm -hmm. going into deep dives about who these people are and what makes them unique and anything like that i mean i know that we watch this a lot of it to just kind of see women arguing but it's yeah. kind of nice to see somebody who's a little bit different like you i'm not nigerian yeah. obviously but to see a woman on tv on a popular TV show who is showing her culture kind of so proudly is really nice. Yeah. Right. And I, that was, that was a beautiful. Yeah. Moment. Um, uh, it, it was also the perfect scenario to talk about assault and lots. <laughs> yeah. Wait, before we get to the assault, um, is that while we're exploring Wendy's culture, we also learn that she chooses to have it at an art gallery because she wants her daughter to have an interest in the arts. And it reminded me that we've actually seen this amount of attention to detail and culture once before. And it was at Phaedra Park's baby shower in Atlanta where she had ballerinas <laughs> perform because, quote, people just don't right. celebrate the arts anymore. And so she wanted right. her baby to have that. I was like, oh, <laughs> Wendy, you think that you're cool because you had it at an art gallery? How about you get ballerinas next time, like Phaedra Park? Step it up, oh, bitch. Yeah, so Wendy, Wendy Osefo, the professor from Hopkins, is going to now start working in a funeral parlor. Yeah, oh my God. Like, she's embalming uh, dead bodies. That's what's going to happen next. Yeah. yeah, we learn about Eddie's relationship. We heard about it before, his relationship with his family. They don't approve of Wendy. Obviously, these stupid-ass articles that came out last week that we talked about that apparently Wendy family is lower in the caste system and so Eddie's parents don't support him and his siblings don't support him and I got real sad for Eddie because guys Eddie's a snack he is he is so cute he was so much he was so cute oh my in this god he's episode. so cute I, I was know. watching him and I was just like I'm I'm falling in love with you what is happening oh my god <laughs> I know. he's, he's so really cute, cute. He's got a beautiful smile. Again, I think it's the dimples. It's the dimples really do me. And, I know. Yeah, it's, yeah I know. Eddie and and um, uh, one, both of them have the yeah. dimples. It's the dimples. Yeah, the dimples get me. Um, Robin arrives on time for a really so for some odd reason. So here's so here's the deal, right? So Robin is American. She just doesn't understand how we do stuff. I think it's across the board. Anybody who's not European or American needs to understand as every other culture, you don't show up on Well, it's time. confusing because Robin is always late. She is. She came late. She came late and she was still early because she came like an hour late. She needs to come like two yeah. hours late. <laughs> like if it's 6 p.m., 
that you need to show up at yeah. eight because six p.m. is when the caterer shows up and lights, you know, puts all the yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's when they're setting well, up sternos. And there's a CPT time. Yeah. There is, uh, you know, there's we call it IST Indian Standard Time, which is never a sta- yeah. you know, it's two hours later, and you have the same thing. Caribbean people call it, you know, island time, whatever, yeah. right? So it's 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 nobody around the world comes on time other than Europeans. For some reason, <laughs> get out of here. I don't know. Well, why. also, it's really yeah. funny to me because, like, people are on social media and they're, like, posting up images of the invitation as if, like, it's proof that, like, the invitation said yeah. six. And as if that, like, means anything. It doesn't matter what right. time the it didn't invitation mean it. says. So here's the deal. So it, it, here's the deal. What? She invited about 100, 100, 100 people or yeah. whatever. Nobody showed up except for yeah. Robin. So uh, ninety-nine people knew what time to show up yeah. there, except yeah. Robin. And also, you have to remember that just ge- geographically and looking at it, you know, on a map, Robin had a shorter commute to this place than she had to any of the other places that these women meet. And this is insider boots just, on the ground information from Arthi as a Marilyn. Yes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she just had a shorter, more direct commute. And so she knew she was going to be there on yeah. time. She didn't have to get on the beltway. She didn't have to go around <laughs> half of BC. So she was going to be there on time. This was on the Maryland side of things. So she was going to be on time. So that is the other reason why she was there first before everybody yeah. else. But but this is, okay, white people, do not show up at any brown people's function. Unless it's a job interview, you yeah, don't show up. Yeah, whenever we have an event at our place or anywhere. I always have to send a separate message to my friends to be like, by yeah. the way, I know the invitation says two o'clock, but please do not come before three thirty. Yeah. yeah. Always yeah. every time. And when you come and when you come, when you come, know that there will be multiple meals. Yeah. It's not going to be just dinner. Yeah. It's going to be multiple meals and it's there's there's going to be an after yep. party and there's going to be an after after yeah. party. And there are people who are coming only for the after after yeah. party. And and you can stay for the whole damn thing, and there will be a lot of food and drinks all the way yep. to the end. And that's how we throw it down. That's how it's done. Speaking of throwing it down, Candace <laughs> rolls in with her mom. I was like, "What's her mom doing yeah. here?" I didn't understand why Candace was there. Her mom got something done. I don't know if it was the hair or the yeah. makeup, but she lost weight. She looked a little different in yeah. this scene. Yeah, I think she got like that season three glow up. That's what she got. Yeah, I think she got a lipo or yeah. something. So there. Candace, as we said, is just it's so hard to defend her because she is just always acting a damn fool. Again, a fact a fact facts, of life. Yeah, facts yes. of life. Here we go again. Let's recap. Erica Jane, always gonna be a bitch. Michael Darby loves to touch people without them asking for it. Candace, always acting a we'll damn run fool. Her mouth. Yeah, we'll run her mouth. Yeah. Now Candace, so on the episode, Candace has now moved forward with criminal charges against Monique. Oh, she went on that long drive. She went from the other side of DC all the way to Maryland again. Yeah. This is this is how crazy this particular franchise is. People live so far so apart. Crazy. She drove for a whole hour to get to the courthouse. To film this stupid but, scene. And, and, yeah. Of her walking in slowly and then walking out. And she I know. So obviously the women are saying we don't want Monique to go Monique. to jail. And obviously we agree with that. We do not want Monique to go to jail. So there's a bunch of stuff that plays out on the episode, but something happened like on social media, we're learning a bunch of other stuff about this particular case. But 
mm-hmm. while the women are talking to um Candace, Candace obviously starts to act crazy. And then Chris, white Chris, yells at her. It made me uncomfortable to watch. It was uncomfortable, but I also was at, at that moment, I also was like, Chris is trying to save yep. their last bit of savings. He's like, shut up. You are on the winning side. Yep. You might even get some money yes. out of this. Just shut yes. up and keep your mouth yes. shut. Do not get into another brawl that we have to end up paying lawyer yes. dollars, right? He He's trying to, that's why he's doing that. I didn't like the way he kept doing that to her face, but he was sitting there. He was like, the only way I can get her to shut up is if I get in front of her face. And ask her to stop because you know Candace will go on and yes. on and on. He, he was like, "You are winning, babe. You need to just shut up and keep quiet, and you would actually have all the audience on your side." But he, she was here's not. my here's I have a I have a theory. I have a conspiracy theory about what's going on. Okay, it's not really even a conspiracy but, theory. It's just kind of my observation here of what's happening. Okay, so we on the show they show that Candace has pressed criminal charges against Monique. On social media, what we found out, there's a bunch of information that Candace only ever wanted to sue Monique in a civil case. But because that didn't Mm -hmm. go through, they moved to criminal Mm -hmm. charges. And somehow, obviously, Mm -hmm. that got dropped because probably because Monique's lawyers are better. So basically, Monique's lawyer said, well, she was warned. So Monique says, back it up. And she uses words that say basically are warning Candace and Candace keeps put um, says dares her to so because Monique said you better watch out back it up don't get in my face that all of that counts as warning and that is why it got yes exactly but I think from jump what Candace always wanted was just money and let me tell you something you know who else wants Monique's money Dorothy Dorothy is definitely like I want Candace off my tit can you please go and yeah. get money from Monique? <laughs> and I'll be very honest with you. Right. If a rich person assaulted mm-hmm. me, I would also go after their money. And maybe that makes me a trash yeah. box. <laughs> but just remember that I'm also recyclable. Like I I would <laughs> I would totally Yeah. If a rich lady slapped me, I'd be like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. I'd be like, Fahad, we are going to retire. Right. Congratulations. Right. We're going to Bali. Like right. And I think, and that to your point also, I think that's why Chris was yelling at her. Because even though that shit made me real uncomfortable, Chris was, one, doing what we all want to do to Candace, which is tell her to shut the fuck up because she always goes way too far. But also because Chris is probably like, great, I don't need to work on this stupid cookbook that's never going to come out. (laughs) Right. So he was like, we had it made. Babe, just shut up. We have it in the, you know, in the pocket. And Exactly. And somebody on Twitter said Candace's love language is chaos. That is so which true. I agree. That is so true. And Chris knows that so well. And he's able to manage it. So God bless his heart. He understands it so well. So, and in, yeah. in some ways, they may be the perfect couple because he understands and still loves her despite all of that. Because, <laughs> you know, we... we uh, can you imagine? I feel... Okay, them? here, let me tell you something. Again, maybe this makes me a trash box, but... The way that Chris, the way that Chris and Candace are, like, kind of reminds me of me and my husband. <laughs> Not like I would ever, like, 
yell at somebody. I'm not, I'm not nearly as annoying as Candace or maybe my family thinks Mm -hmm. I am. I don't know, but I am definitely like the yin to his yang. I don't know if I'm using the right terms, but I've definitely been in situations where I'm like ready to cut a bitch. And my husband is like, you need to calm the fuck down. Right. And then he, he loves me anyway, even though I'm like a, a maniac. Right. No, I think that's why I think it's a good, good relationship there. I, think I just love the display of various types of relationships on this show. You know, <laughs> you have Ray and Karen, and then you have Ashley and and Michael, yeah. and you have Robin and Juan, Wife. and Candace and her husband, uh-huh. and Monique and her husband, and yeah. then you have Giselle and whatever the fuck she's got going on with Wife. Jamal, Wife. which I don't believe is a real relationship. Yeah, that's that's again. I think that's because Giselle loves to be the first lady and she got, you know, yeah, she got an opportunity to do that again. Now, I have a question for you, because a big thing that came out of this, which I believe they're going to cover in the previews, is that they feel like Karen is not doing enough. Now, what would you do if you were Karen Huger? And have you ever found yourself in the middle of a situation like that? All the time, all the time. And the only thing you can do is it's it doesn't matter what you say. If you don't take a um, side both sides are going to be unhappy about it. But if you do take a side, it's going to be the end of the world because, yes. because the people that are fighting will make up with each other and then, but they will never forget that you took one person's side over the other. Yeah. So you yeah. get in the out. So you don't get involved. That's how I would deal with it too. I would be like, no, you both should make up. And that's how I have been. I have a couple of friends that have been going at each other that's how I handle it is to say, Hey, you guys are being, you know, I'm friends with both of you. You guys need to make up. You guys need, you don't understand. You are not listening to each other. And, uh, you know, they get mad at me. Both of them get mad at me, but at least I'm still talking to both of them. It's not like they cannot say that I picked one over the other. Yeah. I also think the other, the other thing about Candace and Monique that I've been thinking about, which I have been thinking way too much about it than any normal person should, but here I am. I think that there's actually like, I think that there's actually so much love between them. You think? I don't think that you do something like that until, unless you really love somebody. Which seems like like a problematic statement. I'm gonna retract that. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think that you, you don't can punch. You don't punch and hit somebody if you don't love them. That's no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no. That sounded bad. No, I don't think that you can get that passionately upset with somebody unless you really feel something for them. No, I don't. No, I think it was. Mi- first of all, it was misplaced anger in the. Oh, first I mean, period. for sure, yes. So it wasn't about Candace at all. All that violence was actually what she was feeling towards other issues in her life, including Chris. So what she, Monique was doing was not really. I don't think was Candace was just the last straw, but um, I don't think it was Candace at all. So I don't think there was anything deeper. All right, I take it back. Ah, it's so easy to convince you. I'm also very easily influenced. Yeah, but I, yeah, and I'm the same as you in regards to Karen. Like, I think, first of all, if I was Karen, I would reach out to Candace off camera and on camera to save my ass. Like, I would just ride that Lisa Rinna line down the middle of just being like, I'm going to just say whatever to keep everybody happy. Like I said on episode one, 
I am a shitster. And I, there's been so many times where I have found exactly, as you said, myself in the same position where right. I have been so supportive to two people who are in a fight with each other that it's like eventually it has bit me in the ass because exactly what you said those two people end up making up with each other and then you're the one that was talking shit right i've been there i've been bitten that way and i i don't want to go down that path again yeah. so i just and i also think like it has nothing to do with me so i just keep out of it yeah and i also think that karen is trying to save her ass on camera because monique has millions and monique is messy that could be it too. And then uh, as Karen says, she has her own damn issues and she's like, who knows what else she's going through. And she's just maybe thankful that she's not the focus of all the attention right now. So she just, yeah, it, it might also just be like, these women are really into the fact that like, I mean, even though, even though Ashley has said, Oh, I'm just glad like nobody's talking about my relationship anymore. Mm -hmm. I do think that they're really grateful that there's all this drama happening because it really distracts from all their shit. But yeah. at the same time, it's not like Beverly Hills where like, they want that distraction because they're not going to talk about their own shit. They are right. talking about their own right. shit. Right. It's not that either. God, this franchise is so good. I know. It's so good. It's so good. And and Karen is, um, you know, she is trying to. The other thing is she, Karen doesn't know which way. She knows that all of this started with something to do with Giselle. Right. She knows that somewhere down back when when Giselle and. Um, Giselle and Robin and Shasha met with, um, you know, Candy, Candy, uh, Candace is when they started. Um, this is when it all started. That's where all of it started. So she is yeah. like, I don't know. She is trying to keep herself clean off of the Giselle-ness. She Let me like, tell you, uh, I don't know where this is going and I don't know how deep the mess is. So she's going to keep herself, you know, clear off it. You know, all of this is stemming from Andy Cohen's baby shower. I know. I heard. It all started there. Yeah. The tea is that there was a conversation at Andy Cohen's baby shower that they were going to bring up the fact that the baby that yeah. Monique had was not Pris's, that apparently it was somebody else's baby. And that she had another baby before that. Or before that, that was. That the miscarriage was, was actually miscarriage an abortion. Miscarriage was an abortion. Yeah. Which that is, is horrible. Can we just say disclaimer? So disgusting. So disgusting. Who would talk about this? Giselle. Yeah. <laughs> That's who. But yeah. well, that is disgusting. So I have a feeling that happened. It was maybe it was a joke. Maybe they laughed about it. Something happened. And that's where all of this started. Maybe it was just brought up as a joke. Maybe it was something they talked about when they were drunk. Who knows? But it was brought up there. And that's where it all started. So that's where all of that anger is stemming from. Yeah. So apparently all this happened. And then that conversation happened. Candace was there. And Candace says that she said this will not fly. Yeah. On camera. Right. But she says that she says that I was the one that told Monique that that conversation happened. And right. Monique says Karen was the one that told her that that conversation right. happened. And Karen was the one that said that Candace was there, too. Right. So I think what's happening here is that Karen is kind of trying to stay in the middle because, like I said, Monique has millions and Monique is messy. And sure. I don't think that the Hugers can take on more financial issues. <laughs> no, no. So, they ha they, they're already losing the fax machine. They cannot be <laughs> losing some any more electronics yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. And 
And so you have that, but I mean, obviously then based on this conversation that's coming out now saying that, um, or this mm-hmm. information that's coming, I'm saying information like, is a fucking like the, this is Love. like the Robert Mueller investigation over here. No, it's, it's fucking Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. On Twitter, we're seeing that Candace is saying that this conversation happened at Andy, Andy Cohen's baby shower and Monique is on Twitter saying, I didn't find out from Candace. I found out from Karen. And so yeah. I think Karen Karen might have messed up. Oh, you think it's Karen who started off? I think, well, I think, first of all, it all started from Giselle because she's the one that wanted this shit. But I think that Karen made it messy by getting in the middle of it and saying something to Monique. Again, this is just me assuming shit from like 140 characters that I read on Twitter. So Mm -hmm. remind you again, I'm not licensed or qualified to do anything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah no that could be quite possible it, it is kind of surprising that karen is keeping quiet in this whole thing but she may be taking the uh the season off much like dorinda should have but didn't i mean i don't she think she is like, she's going on vacation she's doing all yeah. this stuff no i mean she's taking it off in terms of drama yeah, she's taking it off the way like Lisa Rinna did the season that Lisa Vanderpump got kicked off or oh, played yeah. the show. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't know what's happening. I'm just watching, you know? Yeah. 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 That may be how it, she's doing it. But, you know, but she's getting paid for it. So good for you, Karen. Yeah. Oh, I also have one more thing about Eddie <laughs> besides the fact that he's adorable. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was really sad that his parents weren't there because... You know, we talked about last episode about like you are your parents' greatest aspiration. Like right. that's what that's you're a deep. Their- it's a very deep connection there. Yeah, and so to then, first of all, if you were to get married, and then your husband's family wouldn't come to the wedding, mm-hmm. my parents would be like, "You're not getting married to that person." Yeah, like they wouldn't, and so. Then for that to continue for years and years and years, we're like, your husband has no relationship with his family. It just broke my heart because culturally speaking, that is like so not something that happens. And so you know that that probably holds so much weight and sweet, sweet baby face, Eddie's face. I know. He was so so pained there. But he also sent an invite through through a text. Just to the mom. To the mom and I he might I I hope he did send the actual paper invite I mean it's possible that there wasn't a paper invite no there was one which uh you know the one that um of Robin uh, you know put out there with the six o'clock time there was an actual printed invite do you and think that so, was printed or do you think that was the evite it could have been the evite you're right yeah but at the same time, I don't think he sent the evite, or maybe he did afterwards, but what we didn't see it. But I do hope he sent it to everybody. But I, I know that, yeah, that was hard, man. Because if they, if the parent doesn't come, the siblings don't come. It's hard, um, and that's deep that the siblings are not even showing up for that. That's yeah, taking the parent side. That's that's horrible. That cuts deeper. Oh. Yeah, it cuts real deep. Another thing happened, which was that. Dr. Wendy was in the car with the baby and the baby wasn't in the car seat. 
I know. I wonder if it was like a short drive from around the corner to the location. <laughs> so I was and like, maybe they were just like in the parking lot, right? Right. And they just did that film just to Mm-mm. film that scene. No, but I, no, I watched. I watched. I watched, I watched <laughs> yeah, it was a long drive. It was like you could uh, see the cars zooming past. They're on the Beltway no, or whatever. Like, no. <laughs> yeah, it was. They're amazing. on ninety-five. Yeah. They're going way too fast. And I was yeah. like, oh no. And I was I got really worried. But then, of course, but then you see the comments on Twitter and you're like, God, why are people who watch reality TV so fucking terrible? Because then you had a bunch of people being like, Oh, fuck her degrees. She's not educated. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, Bitch. why are you going there? Yeah. Uh, do you know how many people I've seen do dumb shit with her? First of all, just want to say everybody should keep their babies in car seats. Let's not be crazy here, okay? But doing that doesn't make you stupid and doing that doesn't make you like unqualified to have your job. Like right. you made a bad parenting decision. That doesn't make that doesn't have anything to do with your degrees. Yeah. But you know, there is a heightened, you know, this is why you and I cannot go on reality TV because the camera catches everything, right? And everybody is everybody does stupid stuff all the time. But yes. um, any other thoughts on the episode? No, I think that was it. Was a good episode. It wasn't as good as all the other episodes up until now, but I think it was a good interstitial episode. It was something a good bridge to what's going to happen next, and um, them going on a vacation and all of that. So I think it was a good midpoint episode. Hey, we did it. And guess what? What? I didn't lose the recording this time. Yay! Yay! I hope this was a fun episode because this uh, we went we went pretty serious in this. So we did. Not every episode will be this serious. Not every episode is gonna be hilarious because we're not a show that is only funny. That's true. We talk about real life stuff because the reality is not always hilarious. Right. It's not. It's sometimes it's serious. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's stressful. And, you know, you just have to live through it. Yes, exactly. So find us on social media at the reality is pod. Uh, rate and review us, please. For the reality is that's Arthi. That's Noor. Bye. Bye.